From Innovation Alley at Marquette University, I'm Chuck Swoboda, and this is Innovators on Tap, a show based on the idea that innovation is about leadership. It's a mindset to find a better way, and ultimately, it's about people. This podcast is designed to allow you to open your mind to new ideas and find ways to put those concepts to work, and maybe even change the world. Episode four continues our journey to uncover your innovator spirit as we focus on the value of the brutal truth. Today, we'll explore the need for candid feedback and why it is a critical tool for innovation. We see how comfortable you are with constructive criticism, both hearing it and giving it. We'll challenge you to embrace the power of debate and give you some ideas on how you might go about encouraging a spirit of candor in your own organization. That's what's on tap today. Enjoy. Everyone talks about the importance of critical feedback, but in practice, most people try and avoid it. Why? Because it makes them feel bad. For many of us, it triggers one of the most powerful of the eight primary emotions, shame. Think about this scenario. How would you react if you were in a meeting with your coworkers and someone responded to something you said with, that's a stupid idea? Most people don't take this very well. In some cases, it is simply the use of the word stupid, which I realize can be very offensive to some people. So let's not focus on the word itself. Would you feel any better if they called you out in front of the entire group and said, that idea shows a great lack of common sense? Probably not. If you are like most people, it's not about the words. It's the simple fact that we don't like to be given critical feedback in public. So have you ever been criticized like this in a meeting at work? More importantly, are you comfortable calling somebody out in front of the group if you really believe that their idea is stupid or lousy or whatever descriptor might apply in the situation? And if you're not comfortable calling someone out in front of the group, why not? Please take some time to think about this question while I share with you a personal story. In my first management team meeting at Cree, the CEO at the time, Neil Hunter, passed around a paper copy of an email to everyone in the group. He wanted us to read it before we got started. To my surprise, it was an email that I had sent to a customer earlier that week. And on every copy of the email, he had circled a spelling mistake that I had made. After we had a minute to read the email, Neil said to the team something along the lines of, Does anyone here think that this is acceptable? As a small company trying to succeed, can we afford to be this sloppy in communicating with our customers? This is a great example of what has happened to the spell check generation. They've become dependent on technology to find their mistakes instead of learning to get it right the first time. At first, I was embarrassed, then frustrated, and maybe even a little bit angry. Was it really necessary to do this in front of everyone? After all, it was just an email. While I didn't fully appreciate what was happening in that moment, I would soon come to realize that Neil's feedback was both accurate 
and effective. I was sloppy in writing that email. I could and should have been more thorough proofreading my own work. And as a team, we had to be better than that if we were ever going to make our small company successful. But more importantly, I experienced firsthand the value of being radically candid, or what I would come to describe as the brutal truth. If we were really honest with each other and not afraid to always confront the facts, we could focus on what really mattered and move faster than the much larger and better resource companies that we were trying to compete with. This meeting helped me start to understand two important things. First, that you are responsible for your own mental state. It's on you to hear the feedback in the right way and to learn to not take feedback personally. You need to start with the belief that people are criticizing your idea and not you. Second, everyone has to embrace the brutal truth. It wasn't only being okay with what others were saying. You have to push yourself to say exactly what you are thinking, to call it like it is. Silent objections have no value, and it was a failure on your part if you didn't raise your concerns to the group. That is how you get better each day. When everyone buys into this concept, it allows you to move at incredible speed and solve problems that most other organizations will never even get to because they're too busy trying to avoid conflict and not hurt anyone's feelings. And you don't just have to take my word for it because it's not just Cree. Take Bridgewater Associates, for example, which is one of the largest hedge funds in the world. Under the leadership of their founder, Ray Dalio, they implemented something called the DOT test. This test allows for radical honesty. Employees rank every idea in every meeting on a series of attributes, and then the results are displayed for everyone to see. This creates what Dalio calls an idea meritocracy, where the best ideas are able to rise to the top in an open and honest way. Dalio was quoted in his TED Talk as saying, What I mean by radical truthfulness and radical transparency is people needed to say what they really believed and to see everything. I mean, we literally tape almost all conversations and let everybody see everything, because if we didn't do that, we couldn't really have an idea meritocracy. You could also consider Guy Kawasaki, an early Apple employee who said that Steve Jobs' idea of HR was to rip you in front of all your peers. Kawasaki said that he lived in fear of being embarrassed, which became a motivating force that inspired him to do some of the best work of his career. That's the counterintuitive power of the brutal truth. So, back to the original question. Would you say to someone in a meeting, that's a stupid idea? By now, you've probably realized why I'm asking this. The truth is that innovation is hard enough when you have all the facts. And if you waste your time and energy dealing with speculation, bad ideas, and corporate double talk, it becomes nearly impossible. And the problem for many organizations that want to innovate is that their cultural values don't support the required behaviors. They prioritize collegiality over constructiveness, and they choose artificial harmony over reality. 
Organizations love to talk about the benefits of giving people direct and honest feedback. But what happens in practice is usually quite the opposite. Most people become defensive when challenged instead of embracing the opportunity to learn and get better. And most managers are more comfortable telling people what they're good at instead of how they can improve. So if you're going to get serious about innovation, you have to develop a culture that embraces the brutal truth. You have to create an environment where people have the confidence to openly critique their coworkers' ideas and the courage to have their own ideas put under the microscope. This approach makes many people uncomfortable, but that discomfort is critical to fully engage them with the problem at hand and can be a great source of the type of creativity that leads to innovation. But you don't just have to take my word for it. This idea has been validated in research. Charlene Nemeth, a professor of psychology at UC Berkeley, found that encouraging people to challenge each other, what she labeled the debate condition, actually led to more good ideas. She was quoted as saying that, While the instruction, do not criticize, is often cited as the important instruction in brainstorming, this appears to be a counterproductive strategy. Our findings show that debate and criticism do not inhibit ideas, but rather stimulate them relative to every other condition. There's a Pollyannish notion that the most important thing to do when working together is to stay positive and get along, to not hurt anyone's feelings. Well, that's just wrong. Maybe debate is going to be less pleasant, but it will always be more productive. True creativity requires some trade-offs. In other words, debate and facing the brutal truth helps us look at problems from different angles, which is where innovation comes from. And a culture that embraces the brutal truth does not come about organically. It starts with the leader of the team, and it takes concerted effort by all. So I want to leave you with an experience that you can take to start to develop your own sense of the brutal truth. At the next meeting you're in, I want you to find an opportunity to call yourself out on a time you made a bad decision or did something that in hindsight didn't make sense and explain how it hurt the team. If you're going to call out other people, you have to first be willing to take it on yourself, which starts with leading by example. Next, I want you to call out someone on your team when they say something you don't agree with. And I want you to do it in front of the group. It might be uncomfortable, but that's the only way for you and the team to grow. You have to be sure to make it about the idea and not the person. But the team has to get comfortable with this concept. And that takes practice and lots of it. Now, if this makes some people on your team uncomfortable, that's okay. It's supposed to. And recognize that this is not for everyone. But if you're going to innovate, to make the impossible possible, everyone on the team must be willing to embrace the brutal truth. Thanks for listening to this episode of Innovators on Tap and learning about the value of radical candor. If you enjoyed hearing about this concept, you can learn about it in more detail and many other concepts in my book, The Innovator Spirit which is available wherever you buy books. If you found value in this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And please share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. 
because I think we all know of things that could use some innovative thinking. Please feel free to contact us through our website at innovatorsontap.com. We're always open to new ideas or critical feedback. My belief as an innovator is anything you do today can be done better tomorrow. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Let's go change the world.